the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. First time investing, retirement planning, and so much more. We are the Biz 1440 KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Addressing the National Rifle Association's annual gathering, former President Trump says the nation is grieving over the school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. As we gather this week, citizens across this state and across this nation are filled with grief in the wake of the heinous massacre of Robb Elementary School in Uvalde. Meanwhile, Texas Governor Greg Abbott says he was misled about the response to the shooting and he's angry about the misinformation. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky spoke defiantly yesterday in two speeches about his country's ultimate victory over Russian forces. Through an interpreter, he addressed students in Stanford. Ukraine is a country that has destroyed the myth of the extraordinary power of the Russian army. Meanwhile, Zelensky says Russia has been able to get around most sanctions against it because of a lack of unity among nations. This is SRN News. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Free, what a great word. We're often asked if we give free estimates. The truth is that very little is actually free. But we absolutely do offer free, no-obligation estimates on roofing, siding, gutters, and windows, and we feel privileged to do so. This makes me think of the incredible cost of salvation, so costly that nobody, nobody can afford it. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. The only way to pay our sin debt is with death. Ouch. The verse continues with, But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Honestly, there is very little cost to us doing an estimate for you, and we actually get the benefit of meeting you, too. But think of the cost of salvation. If you have any questions about your home's exterior or about the free gift of salvation, please look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. I think we all know that the real estate market has been a little crazy lately, and if you're looking to get into a new home before interest rates go up, now is the time to do so. I've got a thousand reasons why you should get into that new home and lock in with United Faith Mortgage. Those thousand reasons are put in the form of dollars. United Faith Mortgage will now be paying $1,000 of your closing costs as well as no out-of-pocket funds for appraisal fees. You see, United Faith Mortgage is part of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use their own money to make their own decisions within their own walls. There's no middleman for you. That advantage allows you to often get a better rate which can save you monthly and lifelong money. Faith and family are at their core, and they'll treat you fairly. For more information, visit them online at unitedfaithmortgage.com. That's unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Corp, Melville, New York. NMLS number 1330. Ryan Rick, NMLS number 65233. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. <laughs> Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. We finally made it to campus. Good morning. Happy Memorial Day weekend to you. King Banyan from the King Banyan Show here with you. And yes, we are live. I don't know that anybody else is going to be this weekend, but, you know, we're here and it's um, a beautiful day out. We've got the family visiting uh, for the weekend and got to see someone who's coming through town who's decided to take her retirement in uh, Florida and is one of those that doesn't leave for the summer, actually does the year round except for coming to visit her family 
uh, in town. So she's here for she's here for about ten days. We had a nice visit with her last night. Um, it's that weekend. It's the start of summer for many people. Um, lots of graduations going on in many parts of the state, particularly high school graduations. We're always we're always keenly interested in those, of course, since uh, we're um, since we're looking forward to getting some students back here at the university. I I tell people the um, I had a great start to my May insofar as we graduated. I want to say every year for the last five years, even though we keep being told how much enrollment's going down, we graduate approximately the same number of students out of our school year after year after year. We're we're a school about seven eight hundred, and we graduate about two hundred of them every every between fall and spring. We we have two graduations, and we'll have them we'll have them uh, we will so we are. We graduated a number that was a little bit higher than average, and someone said, "said that's fantastic." I said yes, and now I got to make sure we're out there getting all the new first-year students to replace them, uh, which uh, in our in our world with the demographics as they are, <clears throat> is a bit of a challenge. I will say there's there's fewer kids out there to recruit than there had been, and that's sort of a common fact facet. But doesn't mean you know doesn't mean you. You have to just sort of say, oh, well, I guess we won't have so many students. No, we're out there trying to get as many as we can. Anyway, uh, I say that because as summer comes for us, it gets a little slower around here, but I I am paying attention to lots of things happening in the, in the economy. We come to this show here to hear about, uh, to hear about business and f- economics and finance, and I'm watching any number of items. And one of the things I'm hearing more, and it's sort of like, sort of like Back to the Future, for me is conversations about stagflation. I, those of you who listen to the show long enough, know my history. I actually grad, went to graduate school in the '70s and '80s. Uh, I'm a product of the uh, Claremont back then Claremont Graduate School, now Claremont Graduate University. Um, and my dissertation was based on thinking about stagflation and why it continues to exist. So when I hear people using those words, my ears get really sharp in listening to make sure that we're talking about the same thing, and indeed we're not. Stagflation... Stagflation really does mean something specific in the way we developed the term back in the 60s and 70s. And people are dropping that word in now, which makes me think think that they've not understood what the history of that word is, and they're, they're, they're applying it in an improper way. Uh, we're going to talk today about that. We're going to talk today. It's Memorial Day weekend. We're, it's also it's also the fourth Saturday of the month, so it's usually in terms of economic news, things are a little slow in terms of what's going on. And also, as you get into the Labor Day, excuse me, Memorial Day weekend, a lot of people take a longer vacation. Heck, I took the last two days off from work just to spent one day just reading, uh, and and yesterday with the weather so glorious. We were out in the yard and, and starting to get things ready to plant for gardening. Went, spent uh, time at a farmer's market. Um, got my wife over to one of our local little uh, executive courses so that she could get out and hit her first round of golf of the year. Um, so we had, a little, we had a little bit of a good time uh, yesterday. Um, and a lot of people are. And that means that, that means that, we are not going to have a whole lot of economic news. So what am I going to do? I'm going to talk to you about the history of stagflation. What does it actually mean? And what I, why I think right now, if you are thinking stagflation as your theory for what's going on, and there's evidence that policymakers are, I think you've got the wrong answer to the problem. And when I hear people asserting the stagflation story, 
I think they're trying to push us toward a solution that leads to higher inflation in the long run for a long time to come. And it's something that's desired by policymakers who don't want to make tough choices. It's something that's desired by the stock market. It's something desired by, by a lot of folks. And it's interesting to me because there's a substantial debate that I want to talk to you about today, about those who sort of say, hey, the Fed's serious about inflation and it's going to it's going to keep it's going to keep punching the the markets until their eyes water on the one side and the other side's like well the moment the financial markets get to any kind of crisis situation they'll back off and they'll just accept higher prices for the foreseeable future in a sustained a sustained inflation where you get both higher inflation and rising unemployment which fact is the definition of un- of stagflation you can't say you have stagflation with a sub-4% unemployment rate. Signs of stagflation? Rubbish and nonsense. I'll eat these words next week if the jobs report comes, at, comes back with an unemployment rate above 4%. But you and I know it's not going to do that. And, for, and the one time it will do that was going to be because a whole bunch of people decided to rush back into the labor market and start working again. I don't see any signs of that. Can't imagine. Okay, so my short answer to the problem is you can't tell me that we have stagflation when the unemployment rate's below 4%. Just that, I will not accept that definition. Um, You can say, well, I have a new definition. Nonsense. Your definition has to include some statement about rising unemployment rates. And I actually think for us to really call it stagflation, you'd have to go past 4% to 5%. Before, I'd be willing to say, you know, 5% unemployment and 4 to 5% inflation. Yeah. Now you're looking at something that kind of looks more like, more like, uh, um, like a stagflation, as I would use the term. Anyway, I said there wasn't much economic news of the week. There certainly was some news, and it's certainly worth re- reviewing with you right now. Um on the positive side of the markets right now, you know, the the P, uh, PCE um, was up um, was up six point three percent. PCE inflation. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, the PC. My my uh, computer keeps telling me pollen high. It's like ha no kidding. Um, so PCE inflation. PCE stands for personal consumption expenditures because we got the April number for for consumption and for disposable personal income. I'll get to that in just a moment. Um, up the headline number up six point three percent year over year. The core rate up four point nine percent year over year. This is what people are talking about and why I keep seeing stories about well. Inflation seems to be turning around and heading back down. Yes, we now have reached the point where all of the high price increases that happened in the winter and spring of 21 are now in the rearview mirror. They're more than 12 months old, so they come off the they come off the the number. But 4.9% still shouldn't be giving you much in the way of satisfaction. Right? Um, but goods price inflation was up uh, 9.5% year over year. Service prices, including health care costs, 4.6% year over year. That's for, that's for April. That's been a very steady number. So the thought, I think, that goods price inflation, well, that rose dramatically. It's going to come back down, and we'll just have this nice steady 2 to 3% um, that we think. We're not seeing it in the service sector yet. The service sector has still been stuck for the last three months at annualized rates of about 4.5%. That number has to start ticking down pretty soon, or else I, I, I think we have to start saying that, the, that ex, expectations of inflation are higher, perhaps, than, or, or are not as high as what we're currently observing in the market. You'd have to kind of wonder why that's happening. Um, the other news that was out there, we told you back a month ago that the 
tr- the the trade deficit was huge because of some supply factors here that people were consuming goods and because we couldn't get goods on the shelf we we were importing more and that as production picked up it it would it, that number would start to come back down it did it narrowed by 20 billion it's now about 105 billion dollars uh instead of the 125 billion it was in march um that was double the size of the drop but i again i thought it should be expected because we had very strong consumption in in march and again we had strong consumption in april consumption was up seven tenths of percent month over month um that was that was pretty strong even though we saw no increase in we saw no increase in disposable personal income we did see seven tenths increase in consumption so we're seeing people more and more paying for these paying for these goods out of savings and that that strikes me as being being a an important story for the second half as we're starting to head into the second half of of uh 2022 i know we got seven months ago rather than six but i think fair to say that everything that's happening in the future next month is going to happen also in the rest the rest of 22 so the goods tr- the, the the trading the the trade deficit coming down i think was to be expected but it came in actually sharper than we thought there were negative things too and we're going to talk about those right after this you're listening to the king banyan show on the biz 1440 Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Stock market have you nervous? With geopolitical conflict and inflation concerns, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. But with Vantage Point, you don't have to. Learn to trade with artificial intelligence. Text the word money to 813813 and discover how to predict stock market trends up to three days ahead with incredible accuracy. Whether you trade stocks, options, forex, futures, or crypto, Vantage Point's patented artificial intelligence can give you a massive edge. Text the word money to 813 to get what you need to stay ahead of the markets and find big moves before they happen. Don't wait. Text the word money to 813-813. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. By texting, you agree to the terms available at vantagepointsoftware.com terms and consent to receive calls and text using automated technology about offers or info by or on behalf of VantagePoint. Your consent is not a condition to purchase and can be revoked at any time. Messaging data rates may apply. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. The Stone Arch Bridge, the St. Paul Skyline, Gooseberry Falls, You can own one of the hundreds of iconic Minnesota images captured by award-winning Twin Cities photographer Wayne Moran for half off the regular price. You'll get a signed 36-inch print of your choice for your home, office, or to give as a gift. Normally $540, now just $270. Only five of these special print offers are available, so call the radio station now at 651-289-4413. 651-289-4413. Brighten someone's day with a free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group.
Uh, market drops five points. I'm glad my money's tied up in hay. <laughs> Mr. Ed, oh, that's always been one of my favorites. Uh, if you, I remember, is this still on there? Is TV Land still on? Um, can you still find that on the internet or on cable? I have no idea, but we used to watch a whole lot of TV Land. My my wife loves uh, 50s and 60s comedies, and uh, Mr. Ed was a frequent. Uh, a, a frequent show on our television back uh, when our daughter was was young because it was like she can watch as much Mr. Ed as she wants. We don't care. Uh, did did didn't hurt us at least I don't think so. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven our number for questions and comments. I, we're actually live here on Memorial Day weekend here on the Saturday edition of the uh, King Banyan Show uh, here on the Biz fourteen forty. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you're having a great a great weekend thus far. Um, let's get to those negative factors in the news because there were some of them, right? A uh, whole bunch of people reporting um, a slowdown, you know, basically slowing down hiring. I and it's interesting. I was at a, I was at a, um, I think it was a, supposed to be a customer appreciation event for our local, uh, our local food co-op uh, that. We've been members of for 25 years or more. Um, so the short story of this is we joined them when I needed to make a bunch of purchases for a bunch of uh, food that I wanted to send with me to live over in Ukraine. Um, we actually got a box that was like, this would be too big a box uh, uh, for you to sort of pick up and move. We actually had it shipped to us uh, and had it brought up in an elevator and it was a large box of uh, food things, which people made fun of because I had all these grains that we knew we couldn't get in Ukraine sent over. And they said, said, and what everyone focused on is the fact that I sent myself two cases of potato chips because, frankly, potato chips in Europe, not very good. I don't like them very much. I like what we make here in the United States. So I, I had some, you know, for a special treat on Friday night, I'd go go and take one bag of those, of those potato chips out, and uh, I would enjoy them over the weekend. If I was if if I was good, I'd enjoy them over the entire weekend. If I was bad, they'd be gone by Saturday morning. Uh, anyway, um, we, we were, uh, you know. I'm looking at the, at the slowdown in hiring that's happening, and it was and, and this gentleman at this appreciation camp to me, and it's like I barely knew who he was. I kind of knew who he was. I think we were. I think we're friends on Facebook, and I think it's somebody I recall meeting when I was running for office and running it for the state legislature. Um, I think he had a, one of my signs in his yard. Anyway. He bent my ear about, hey, you know, he works in sales. Uh, he sells advertising. Uh, and he says, he says a lot of my customers are looking for answers for how to hire more people. And I said, said, welcome to the club. Everybody's in that, in that boat, right? Um, and so I think you're seeing some of the slowdown in the economy that we, we, these reported slowdowns are, in fact, businesses looking at the prices they're having to pay in higher wages and saying, I simply can't make money at that level. Which is an interesting point to this sort of, this part of this story that we tell about stagflation, which is a wage price spiral. That higher wages means higher prices. Higher prices mean that you have to pay your workers more so they can have the same real income as before. We'll evaluate that, you know, when we start talking about hyper, or excuse me, stagflation in the next next hour. I, so my point is when people talk about inflation, it was my, my dissertation was if it comes to stagflation, hyperinflation, or plain old inflation, um, that's what my field of study has been pretty much throughout my career. I have not, I've not ever dropped this as a field of research. Um, and and so on. So, 
we're seeing more and so you're seeing it in the in the manufacturing data many manufacturers are, you know are reporting out now um, purchasing manage, purchasing managers indices that are lower and when you say why is it lower well we can't hire we can't get people to work for us um, and they're also seeing um, uh, um, they're seeing uh, uh, they're seeing it in terms of also in terms of raw material shortages, uh, getting your intermediate goods. I still worry that the what's happening in China, which I don't think we'll have time to talk about today. I think what's happening in China is going to have an impact on what happens in the U.S. over the next two three months. I think there's going to be ripple effects of the COVID shutdowns that uh, their dynamic zero COVID policies that they're having in China and the fact that that economy, you know, their plan was that they were going to grow at five and a half percent. And I don't think uh, Xi Jinping is interested in coming off that five and a half percent prediction as uh, as uh, the goal of policy. But you read statements by other Chinese leaders and you're led to believe that none of them believe that five and a half is is achievable anymore. And that will have significant impact on not only on our ability to export into the Chinese market, but, and I think the more important piece is, their ability to get intermediate inputs and finished goods on ships to send to us. Um, and it's happening right at the time where businesses really are beginning to restock, getting anticipating the fourth quarter where we still have an economy where 35 to 40 percent of all economic activity in a year happens in the last three months of the year, right? So in 25% of the, the months, you get 35 to 40% of the economic activity. It's that strong a seasonal impact. Um, personal savings rate is now down. I was mentioning that 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 change in uh, personal in personal consumption. So if your income doesn't rise but your consumption still expanding as strongly as it's expanding, the savings rate then is beginning to come down. It's now down to 4.4%. The 2021 end year number was 8.7%, so it's almost been cut in half. If there is a risk to the forecast that I have, that risk is, that risk is twofold. One, all of a sudden, people don't have the savings to continue their support of consumption, on the one hand. And on the other hand, people are still unwilling to return to work. Because despite the fact, despite the fact that we have all of this, this unemployment rate being very low and all these other numbers that look really strong, we're still below the level of workers that we had hired um, in January of 2020. I'm in the process of writing the next quarterly business report for the St. Cloud area, and those numbers have not come back for us in this community at all. Uh, we're still short, you know, in a, in a marketplace that has about 110,000 workers, 110 to 115,000. We're short about 2,000. Pretty not quite two thousand, pretty significant number, and um, worth worth thinking about. You know, I'm trying. To, so I'm telling more and more people where where we are now versus a year ago looks great. Where we are now versus two years ago looks great because we're now we're now comparing to April and May of 2020, which of course were the period where we we were told to stay home. If you compare back to 2019, those numbers don't look nearly so good. Um, so savings rates down to, down to about half what it was at the beginning of the year. Consumer confidence index is, is down to the lowest level since August of 2011. One year inflation expectations in the University of Michigan's, uh, consumer confidence index is now 5.3%. The 10 year average is 3%. That always over predicts what inflation is going to be at least when you compare it to official numbers and 
there's some argument about why you know why their bundle of goods and services might be with a higher inflation rate, but we'll set that aside. Income expectations have improved. People think they're going to have more income, but employment expectations were down 13 points. Spending intentions fell across the, across the board. And what's really happening, I think, is is I think is still something I've talked about already on the show last week, and we'll continue to talk on in the in, in the current week. Housing is getting clobbered, and that is going to affect construction employment in our markets. But it's also going to it's also creating some real anxiety for folks in terms of of housing and whether or not we've had another housing bubble. Um, lots of discussion of that. You know, maybe we'll take a few moments to talk about that coming up right after these messages here on the King Banyan Show on the biz 1440 you could win five thousand dollars just by being kind the biz 1440 and air mechanical present the kindness challenge do something nice for someone then enter it into the kindness challenge now through may 31st you could win five thousand dollars and bless a charitable organization with another five thousand dollars donated in your name go to twincitiesbusinessradio.com to enter brought to you by air mechanical the life of your home visit think Hi, John Wichko here. As the owner of Advantage Auto Glass, I want to thank you for supporting our local family-owned business. In fact, we've grown because of you. So we've hired more certified technicians so we can serve more Minnesotans. I want to invite you to finally get that chipped or cracked windshield fixed now. You've put it off long enough. We'll even come to your home or work anywhere in the metro to save you time. Advantage Auto Glass has an A-plus rating with the BBB, and we're a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. You get that distinction with over 20 years of experience. Tell your insurance agent that you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass, or better yet, give us a call and we'll handle all the paperwork with no out-of-pocket costs to you. Every windshield we install is backed by a lifetime warranty. Just call Advantage Auto Glass today and we'll take care of everything. And don't forget, you can always schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. ReplaceMyWindshield.com. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, my heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800 800- 824-3853. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. Welcome back. King Daniel Show, The Biz 1440. Um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about housing. Uh, I'll tweet this to you at the the next break. I was just, st- I was still in the middle of reading it before the show started and uh, just tried to finish it up uh, during that last break. Um, 
David Bonson uh, has a wonderful piece about housing and, and how to think about it. And, and this came from this conversation I was talking talking earlier in the show with uh, somebody uh, who has uh, bought a home in Florida. My wife and I have talked about, you know, there's going to be a time in the future where we might think about moving. And my wife has – neither my wife nor I have ever been to Florida. I've been to Arizona several times. I love Arizona. My wife's been to Arizona. But she somehow has convinced herself, man, Florida looks really, really good. I kind of think I might like to live there. And I said, we have no idea. We'll have to we'll have to go see. But anyway, we were talking about this, and I was reminding myself, also while reading uh, uh, David Bonson's uh, uh, newsletter, my and I think this is an important point. I'll bring this back. I'll I'll start with this specific example and bring you back to the the, the present moment. My my parents were in their mid to late seventies. Uh, yeah, yeah. My dad had turned seventy five. My mom was a little bit younger, and they chose at that moment to start thinking about going south in the winter time. It's kind of the where. It's kind of that the the thought. Process. Apparently, it had been in their minds for a while, but they never discussed it with their kids. So we were shocked to find out that they bought a place in Myrtle Beach, and this was for two thousand four, yeah, two thousand five, maybe. Yeah, so maybe Dad's a little older than seventy five. Anyway, we are listening. We, you know, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, and they'd been going driving down a little bit because we had they had a. Uh, my mom's brother and and wife who were spending winters down in the Myrtle Beach in the Myrtle Beach area and they said looked and they decided to buy a condo. So they bought a condo not too far from the intercoastal waterway um uh in, in a pretty nice spot and they said they said something and and they said yeah it's really nice you should come visit. So I was getting around to the idea of visiting, and they called, and, and just about the time they bought was the, t- uh, yeah, it's got to be 2005, early 2005, Hurricane Katrina happens. And for some reason, a lot of people from New Orleans decided to to leave the, the Louisiana and move to the Myrtle Beach area. And so there was this this local large spike in the price of housing in Myrtle Beach. Now, this is also part of that general wave in 2004, 2005, 2006. Everybody's buying stuff. And I get, and the way my mom told the story, some, you know, the realtor who had sold them their place got back to them, and she said less than two years later, says, would you like to double what you got on that on that?" condo because i've got a buyer who'd be interested in buying it and would pay you about double what i know you paid for it they thought about it and said gosh that sounds good let's do that so they did um they actually exited the market for you know and just rented in myrtle beach for a couple years then after the after the financial crisis in 2008 2009 they bought a place that was uh, almost two thirds larger than the, what they had had before, and bought it with about three quarters of the money they got from the sale of the old place. They had managed to hit it right, and that was that was fine. And, and you know, and that's one story. My now, fast forward to today, my. My friend who I was visiting with last night, who lives in South Florida, says, "You know, I, you know, I bought my place, and I, you know, in the, you know, in, she bought her place in 2021, and she said, yeah, prices were going up, but now they're they're much higher. But doesn't matter to me. I'm not thinking of leaving it. And I was thinking about that as I was driving back. And I'm saying, you know, that's an important thing to recognize. If I'm in my house." And my thought is I'm going to live in my house for the next five years, which, you know, might be my situation. My guess is at least for the next three years, we're going to be in this this house we're in now. Why does it matter to me whether or not the price of my house went up or the price of my house went down? Now, one catch to that, what does help us think about that and why it might matter is 
that rising property values imply the possibility of higher property taxes just from the valuation piece without them ever actually increasing the tax rate. So you've got a lot of cities and counties and school boards who are taking, who are looking at the rise in the valuation of assessed, uh, assessed value of property in their jurisdictions and using that as uh, cover for increasing their spending. I always try to tell people when they say about this, well, they shouldn't be raising my assessment so much. I said, it's not the assessment, it's the spending. You should ask them how much bigger their budget is this year versus last year. And then sharpen, and then tell them to sharpen the pencil and get to work on getting that number back down. Shouldn't have to spend, you shouldn't be spending 8 10% more for the same level of government services you were getting before, which at least in one case, that's what they were asking for. They were asking for 8% more. Thankfully, I think our, our, some of our folks pushed back and said, oh, that's not so good. Um, I actually happen to live in a, in a county that's got pretty responsible government and a city that's got pretty responsible government. There are a couple things that, you, that I could crab about, but, but by and large, they do okay. My school board, mm, not as happy with them. But, but, I mean, I'm always willing to listen to that. Anyway, the... The Federal Reserve's policy of very low interest rates has in part pushed up the value of housing. And the thought has been that that push in housing is going to lead to a decrease. That push in housing prices up was supporting additional consumption. It made you feel better about your circumstances and would encourage additional consumption, and that's worked so far. Now that the Fed is pushing interest rates up and mortgage rates are going up and housing prices are coming down, the thought is it goes in the other direction, that in fact your house, your lower house price should lead to you consuming less vacations. You should delay buying a new car. You should, you should be... Uh, cutting back on, cutting back on, on gasoline purchases, etc. Does that really change for you? If you have a fixed rate mortgage and you're in a house you expect to live in for the next five years, does the change in the, in the, you know, does the change in the the zestimate that you pulled off Zillow change how you consume goods and services? I actually don't believe it does. I don't think there's good evidence on that. And it doesn't really stand to reason. So, I, my reaction is, is that, yeah, there's a wealth effect in terms of stocks, and that might be pulling back some consumption, although it's not showing up in the data yet. We're seeing a decline in savings. That's showing through in the data. That, and that kind of makes sense. When the stock market goes down, are you, are you courageous enough to keep putting more money into your, into, your, uh, into your brokerage account? You might be holding back. And you might also not be putting money into your savings account because even though that rate might have come off zero, it's probably not 1% or 2%. I think people have basically held back held back on spending out of out of the increase in their in their house wealth and i think that don't see a whole lot of second second and third mortgage activity going on indeed looking at the data right now purchase applications for for um, mortgages a little change down the week down 16 percent year over year refis are 75 percent lower than they were a year ago everyone that wanted to refine refi a house has refied their house that market is played out. Your your income stream is your income stream. But once you refi the house, I'm assuming in most cases, payments are certain. You're not messing around with uh, any any more of those things because you're not going to refinance your house when rates are at 5.5% because you're not used to that. You're not thinking that's a good rate. You're, you're probably still thinking that rate's going to come down. 
And for most people, that rate is probably higher than the rate they currently hold because they all refinanced. Okay, I got to tell you, if I was in the if I was in the mortgage business and my business relied on refinancing as being being a key part of my business strategy, I don't think I'm in a I don't think I'm in a growth phase right now. Uh, so new home sales, pending homes, all of that's down. My biggest concern is what happens in construction employment. But in the you know, and and I think that'll have an impact. But construction employment's only about five six percent up here in St. Cloud, about seven percent of the employment of the employment in our market. Um, it'll take it'll make a dent, but it won't be calamitous. Um, I think, therefore, that that we're going to get pi- by this point, and we're going to find out that. The decline in home prices, I actually don't think it's going to have that big an impact. Because unlike 2004, and this is the point that, that, that Bonson's making, in 2004, 2005, 2006, a lot of people had zero equity in their house and, a ten, and were buying, 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 and that 10%, 15% drop in the house price uh, that's, that might happen in the next six months leaves them with negative equity in a bank that's like, ooh, ooh. Maybe I better uh, get some more collateral out of them. Maybe I need them to. Maybe I need. Maybe I need to uh, call in that mortgage. Um, that's not happening this time. I do think that we're smarter and have gotten better about home lending than we were back in the early two thousands. And so I just don't see that being as big an issue as it was then. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. Is 1440 KYCR Golden Valley. Often the size of the fish grows each time you tell the story. The roller coaster gets a little taller, and the starry night sky gets even starrier. That's because the magic of some Minnesota moments is hard to put into words. The memories that become part fact, part feeling, but a hundred percent real. Plan your dream trip at exploreminnesota.com. Sponsored by Explore Minnesota Tourism, aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested, don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. Dad, why do you get so many phone calls? Well, son, many people need help with their homes after a bad storm. I want to be available to answer their calls no matter the day. Bad weather doesn't know it's Sunday, right? You know what? I want to be just like you when I grew up so I can help people too. Hi, I'm Alex, sales manager at Estate Claim Services. You know, I share that fond memory of a conversation with my son to show Estate Claim Services' commitment to our customers. We know storms don't wear a watch. You may not be available during our normal office hours, but relax, knowing that whenever you call, we're going to answer. It's the same with all our customers, because when you hire us to repair the storm damage on your home, you're working with a local Twin Cities company. We're not a storm-chasing company. We're here when you need us, and we'll be around long after the work is finished. Check us out online at estateclaimservices.com. Estate Claim Services, your local available anytime storm repair company. Search Estate Claim Services online today. Call my dad today. Searching for ways to strengthen your daily walk? Visit crosswalk.com. 
From devotionals to Christian living topics, movie reviews to marriage and financial articles, and so much more, the intersection of faith and life, Crosswalk.com. The division of Salem Media Group. Sightseeing in Ferris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, King Bang, you show the Biz 1440. Let me take a few minutes to talk about one thing. I, I was going to talk about this. I thought about not doing it, but it, it, it has, it has a, a little economics lesson in it. Um, so it's campaign season, and one thing everyone's campaigning on is uh, the, the price of gasoline. Republicans obviously are very, are very keen to tell you how much, they co- how much it costs, Democrats who are currently are currently in office and have majorities uh, in in most places, uh, including the Minnesota House of Representatives and, and governor and in the governor's mansion, um, are all in all saying ah, it's not really our fault. This is kind of this is this is Putin. This is uh, everyone's driving too much. Everyone's wanting to go out and do things. There's just all this demand. I have sympathy for the explanations that the Democrats give. However, there are things that you can do to fix this. And, but oftentimes those fixes go too far. So let me tell you what's good and what's not good about the current plan that I just read was advertised. I think got the email yesterday from the uh, Republican candidate for governor here in Minnesota, Scott, Dr. Scott Jensen, um, talks about, you know, hey, uh, we, need, uh, we, need, we need to reduce tax. We, we need to uh, get the price of gasoline down. Here's what I would do. And talks about, talks about some things that would work, uh, th- says this would work well. I don't think so. Remember, the issue is you have a decline in the supply of goods. Remember as well that we use the price system as a signal as well as an incentive. It's a signal to tell us what's scarce and what's not scarce. Okay, And I'm going to say something that, that in most Republican circles is considered heretical. It is, it is not the right time to talk about tax cuts on fuel, right? It's not the right time to talk about those because the fuel tax is supposed to be dedicated, and what we should do is make sure that it continues to be dedicated to improving transportation infrastructure. What's good about this plan is something that has ticked me off, and it's in many state laws, and it's interesting that he went to this as the first item in his in, in, in his plan. Dr. Jensen says, repeal Minnesota Statute 325D.71. I have probably been on this hobby horse as long as anybody in the state of Minnesota. This is the law that sets a minimum price for what you have to pay for gas at the pump. It says, including a markup, so that that when you fill your tank at the gas station, okay, when, when, when the gas station operator fills the tanks underneath the pumps, the minimum price they can charge is set by the price at the terminal from which the truck came to fill up their tanks, plus either 6% or 8 cents. Per gallon, whichever is, whichever is less. Uh, I think it's whichever is less. Yeah. Um, yeah let me go. I got to find that. Yeah, yeah. Whichever is less, six percent or eight cents. 
So they have to take that price, and they have to they you have to charge that. Suppose you think that prices are going down in the future, and you decide you want to create some market share for yourself by cutting the price. If you do this, neighboring gas stations will rat you out to the Department of Commerce, and you or citizens will do it. And they will come and they will fine you for selling gas too cheap in the state of Minnesota. We're not the only state that has this. There are some others. I believe actually Wisconsin has this law. Um, But in times of falling gas prices, this is why your gas price stays high, because you can't move it down. You have to wait for them to reset the price at the terminal before you get to have the, the price reduction here. This, in fact, is a way to produce prices for gasoline, but it won't reduce it immediately. And so I found it interesting that, that this is the piece they're talking about. Yes, one, one of the other things you could do is to improve pipeline permitting, um, uh, helping, with, helping with getting more truckers on the road so that fuel can move more quickly from, uh, from terminal to station. There are other things you can do to improve the supply side. But if you want to reduce the price, increase supply, and let the price system work. We have a barrier in terms of a price control in that statute 325D.71. And we have restrictions on supply that come from, come from uh, government regulation from, and everything from pipelines to commercial driver's licenses. And removing those are fine. But guess what? In a period where there's an increase in demand, the last thing you want to do at this moment is to cut taxes and actually exacerbate the problem when you've got all these other things going on. Cutting the tax is simply a grandstanding ploy. It actually won't help the problem. It will actually lead to greater likelihood that you'll go to a pump and there'll be no gas in it rather than less. If you want to go back to the 70s, that's a good way to do it. And that's what we're going to do in the next hour. We're going back to the 70s and talking all about stagflation coming up after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Here's King Banyan with today's Banyan Business Brief. A recent story in the Wall Street Journal contains Miami residents and particularly renters complaining about people from New York moving to their city. Apartment rents in Miami are up 58% since the pandemic started. A renter in Miami says, We're getting pushed out by these people who aren't native Miamians. But who owns the property that is being rented if not other Miamians? What happened in Miami was an increase in demand. This increase is good for anyone who has rental property in Miami, but not for those who rent there. They face increased competition from New Yorkers. But competition is good in a free market. Rising prices tell apartment builders and construction workers to make more apartments, eventually bringing prices down while increasing the city's wealth. That's something to celebrate. I'm King Banyan. Hear King live each Saturday morning at 9, right here on the Biz 1440. Streaming at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Are you updating your home or remodeling your kitchen? Then look no further than PJ's Appliance to help you find quality appliances and keep your budget down. While many appliance stores have stocking issues, PJ's Appliance Outlets have added warehouse space to keep our stores stocked. So if you see it, you can take it. Hi, this is PJ. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores. How? By simply providing over-the-top customer service and great quality appliances at unbeatable prices. PJ's Appliance Outlet has become the trusted go-to store for brand-new scratch-and-dent appliances. You'll save hundreds, even thousands of dollars on brand-new name-brand refrigerators, ovens, washers, dryers, dishwashers, and so much more. Don't pay inflated prices for name-brand appliances. Take the short drive to save big dollars at either our Plymouth or new Maplewood location. Visit us online at pjsapplianceoutlet.com. That's pjsapplianceoutlet.com, where if you see it, you can take it, and every deal is a steal. Education is absolutely the most critical decision you can make for your children. To get half off, it's a no-brainer. 
Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, his better half, and we're from Oakdale. We wanted a strong Christian school with conservative values. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. I asked the station several times to make sure that I understood that there weren't strings attached, and, and there were no strings attached. The impact on our kids has been amazing. Their critical thinking is stronger, and they're better equipped for life. Yeah, the power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Send your child to a private school for half the cost for their first year. No strings attached. For details and participating schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Common ground for the first... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.